What's happening, hardscapers? This is episode 13 of the How to Hardscape podcast, where we talk to you about how you can start and grow your hardscaping business. Tune in every week as we cover a subject interviewing industry leaders on how you can grow your hardscaping business from new installation methods, techniques, tools, marketing, financials, and so much more. This week, we are joined by Justin and Jacob of MQIP to talk about vacuum lifting equipment. We get into a lot of topics on this episode, from why you should be using vacuum lifting equipment on your job sites, choosing the right piece of equipment for your uses, and we talk about the products that they have to offer. So definitely check them out on their Instagram page, at MQIP. And to get a visual on what these pieces of equipment are capable of, what they look like, and just to get a sense of, you know, what you can be using on your job sites, show MQIP some love on their Instagram page, take a screenshot of this episode, and share it tagging them. And without further ado, let's get into this episode. Today I'm joined by Justin and Jacob Reed, and they are here to talk to us about vacuum lifting equipment that MQIP has to offer. Hello, Justin and Jacob, and welcome to the show. No, thanks for having us on, Mike. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Really appreciate you two joining me here for this show. It's going to be a great one. And I just want to get started to get to know a little bit more about the two of you and how the two of you got into MQIP. Can you give us our audience a little bit of a breakdown about how you got involved? Yeah, absolutely. Our father, James, started a company in 2014. Basically, he uh, he got a hold of a vacuum lifter through Muskoka Rock, which is a quarry up in uh, Muskoka, uh, to do a job at uh, our family cottage. And once he got using this product, which is, was the Archback Mini at the time, which is one of our more popular products, if not our most popular, but we'll get into that a bit later. He realized that there is definitely a need and a demand for the the products in the, the hardscaping industry. So yeah, that started in 2014. Five years later, we're here now uh, with Jacob and myself, uh, as well as another brother, Josh, and our sister, who is also involved in the company. Uh, so we all have our, our different area in in which we handle in the company per se. But so we're all educated on vacuum lifting. We we all come from a, a construction background. I guess it kind of runs in the blood, you can say, for us. But 2014 started five years later. We're located in Burlington, Ontario, uh, and we sell uh, North America wide and, you know, across the world, uh, depending uh, where. <laughs> the vacuum uh, lifting equipment's needed. Absolutely, and it seems like nowadays vacuum lifting is the has taken the industry by storm. And I see MQIP at at the top of that, and in the products that they offer uh, is pretty incredible. So let's get into talking a little bit about why hardscapers should be using vacuum lifting equipment on their job sites. What What is it going to help them with? Why should they be considering using this equipment on their next site? Yeah, so basically there's there's three facets that we think are, are very important for hardscapers uh, when using uh, vacuum lifting equipment. Number one is safety. It increases the safety on the job site. You know, whether it's a man lifter or something, you know, one or two laborers are using or, or workers, it gives you a more ergonomic lifting point, you know, saving your, your back, fingers, toes, even when removing pieces. So at the end of the day, you're, you're increasing the quality of life of, of those who are, are doing the actual work. 
Uh, you're going home uh, happier, healthier. And uh, as we know, in, in today's industry, finding good, good labor is, is, is becoming very difficult. So why not invest in something like a vacuum lifter? To, to you know give that better quality of life uh, give your your workers uh, a longer maybe a working life and keep that good work around if if, if that makes sense so yeah just uh, just creating a, a better quality of life and uh, increasing safety on the job site that's number one in our books number two is efficiency you're decreasing labor hours increasing efficiency so you know like uh, like I just mentioned it's it's becoming difficult to find good labor with a vacuum lifter. You can, um, you know, you don't necessarily, you know, it sort of replaces the laborer in, in a way, depending on, you know, what kind of jobs you're doing. For example, if uh, we started out in, in Muskoka, where a lot of uh, granite is being installed with a vacuum lifter like the Archback Mini, you're you're taking you're you're removing straps and chains from the equation. You're able to lay your base uh, and then place these these big granite slabs into piece uh, one by one. So say for example your your base is off or you need to rescribe and cut. Uh, these pieces can you know be removed at ease. You know you're not trying to wedge forks underneath the piece. Once you get that piece removed by vacuum, you, all you have to do is you know fix your base or make your scribe and make your cut and then put that piece back in. So you can just, uh, and hardscapers listening to this as well as you, I know you've got a background as a hardscaper as well, as you can understand the efficiencies this alone creates um, when you're not per se fooling around with the material you're installing. And number three is is quality, quality of the, the, the job being done. So when you're, when you're handling, say, granite, as I use uh, in the uh, as an example previously, like jumbo flag, uh, you can make your your margins between pieces smaller. Uh, you know, you're, you're you don't have to do like you know inch two inches between each piece because uh, you've got to take into exam or uh, consideration your strap or chain. Yeah, you, you just get a, a better or better cleaner look depending on what you're going for. You're you're not chipping. The pieces going in with straps or chains or forks uh, and you know granite is you know as per any material limestone concrete but granite in particular it's it can be up to 25 30 dollars per square foot depending on what you're getting and when you're not chipping that material you know you're using less and, and saving money uh, so not you're not only getting a, a better quality of work done, uh, you're you're also saving some money and 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 waste as well. And just to recap those three things that you just said there, quality obviously important if you are you know building a business around quality, efficiency, speeding up the job site. But the number one thing we like talking about here on on the podcast is about uh, not only safety and health, but the labor issue that the industry faces. And if you can invest in uh, in a piece of equipment that is really going to save you that labor and, uh, you know, can really act as a whole nother person on a job site and that machine is going to show up every day on time. uh, That's such an important piece to your business for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's why we're here. Now, let's talk a little bit about how uh, the vacuum system, how these vacuum systems operate and how they work. 
Um, how how simple is it to operate one of these systems? Uh, wh- how does the operation work? And then maybe let's get into the uh, different parts of the system that may need to be maintained and uh, and maybe be replaced over time. Yeah, so depending on the, the product, it may differ uh, product to product, but... Uh, for a vacuum lifter as a whole, they're all relatively the same. So for maintenance, you have filters, you have the the seal itself, so the contact point between the, the vacuum lifter and uh, the material you're handling, and then parts in between. Uh, so as long as you're keeping the filters clean, cleaning the material that you're installing, preventing debris from getting into the, the vacuum lifter itself, the longer the vacuum lifter is going to last, and then to this, uh, for the, the seal, uh, which can be a rubber foam compound, a foam compound, a rubber compound. Uh, there's a variety of different uh, seals depending on the vacuum lifter. But as long as you're not dragging these seals across surfaces, you're not putting tears in the seal itself, you're not going to get vacuum leaks. So UV light can dry out surfaces. So if you're not using the vacuum pad, put it under a tree or in shade of some sort. And also petrochemicals can also damage uh, the material as well. So those two things uh, you want to look out for. So for a majority, you can replace these seals. Generally, they're not expensive, but that being said, it depends on the vacuum lifter itself. So those are the, for maintenance, those are the main things, the two main things that you have to look out for. Now, when it comes to these things getting worn out over time, because obviously that's going to happen, how do you know when uh, one of these seals need to be replaced in order to keep up the safety of the machine? Is it is it fairly obvious, like, is, is the suction uh, going to be uh, less and it's going to be, no, it's it's time to replace it? Or is there certain tells with it uh, visually? that you can see that it needs to be replaced yeah it's uh, mostly just visual you'll see the seal starting to dry out and at that point it's probably best to just replace it you'll start to see like cracking and, and whatnot in the seal you should get a, a, a full year at least out of the seal and if your guys treat it well even up to two three years yeah and just to add on to that we inspect uh, do safety inspections on all the vacuum lifters we carry even ones we don't carry uh, so if you're unsure if your seal is safe, to be using, I always recommend contacting us or another specialist in the industry. That way, you know, you can get that information and be safe with your vacuum lifter. So yeah, if you're ever in, you know, you're concerned about whether your vacuum lifter is safe, give us a call and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll address what needs to be addressed. Let's get into choosing the right lifting system for your needs. I understand that, you know, there, we need to get into talking about porous and non-porous in order to decide which, which lifting unit you are going to, to awards, uh, to purchase. Can you get into talking a little bit about porous and non-porous, what that might mean for somebody that doesn't understand? And then let's get into, uh, choosing the right unit for uh, a contractor. Porous uh, porosity is the most in, or one of the most important facets when it comes to vacuum lifting. Porosity is not the texture on the top. It is how dense the material is. So it's think of a dry cast paper as like a sponge where it has all these little microscopic holes in it that you suck air through. So that's porosity. Something that's completely airtight is something like steel or glass. So natural stone definitely tends to be 
uh, denser than uh, concrete. So we'll just start off with with natural stone. Many people think you know natural stone, granite isn't porous. Granite or any natural stone, there is uh, they can be porous uh, depending on where you're getting the the natural stone from. So for example, granite not very porous. Uh, limestone a little more porous than granite sandstone more pro- porous than than limestone so natural stone is is obviously a little more is on the denser end uh, depending on what kind of uh, natural stone you're you're installing but uh, where porosity comes more into play is concrete dry cast and wet cast so dry cast concretes are are compressed aggregates and whereas wet cast is is your your slurry mix so something formed and poured so dry cast are, are more porous than wet cast wet cast tends to be non-porous so for dry cast concretes you want some a vacuum lifter that is that draws more airflow so to compensate for por- these porous materials you you want a high level of airflow whereas with non-porous materials like natural stone you can get away with a low level of airflow. Uh, what we go by here is liters of air uh, moves per, per per minute. So for example, a battery-powered vacuum lifter, the well-known Archback Mini, that vacuum lifter there pulls 72 liters of air per minute. This is what we call uh, low airflow uh, low airflow vacuum. Uh, so this will work on all non-porous materials, steel, glass, uh, natural stone. But when you get into dry cast concretes, it depends on how densely they're compacted. So for a vast majority of dry cast concretes, it's not going to work. You'd want to move towards a vacuum that's has a high uh, liters of air airflow per minute. And these vacuum lifters here are moving upwards of 4,000 liters of air per minute. Uh, to compensate for for porous materials. To get something that draws that uh, amount of uh, volume of air, uh, you need to move towards an AC-powered vacuum lifter, so something that's constantly plugged into your 110 outlet here in North America. There are vacuum lifters like gasoline and hydraulic that draw uh, somewhere in between the 72 liters of air per minute uh, to the 4,000 uh, of air per minute. So they land somewhere in between and, and they can do some porous materials, but not all. Uh, and this is where, you know, educating our customers on, on porosity is very important. And I always recommend anyone who's interested in a vacuum lifter, uh, whether it's call, email, just contact us. Let, let us know the material you plan to install. So we can recommend the vacuum lifter that's best suited for that application. We get we get a lot of consumers that that contact us and want a vacuum lifter that's going to work on all their materials, and and unfortunately that's not the case when it when it comes to 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 vacuum lifters. Obviously, being battery powered, self contained is ideal because you know you're not dealing with managing a cord. You can and, and you can lift all materials. That that's uh, your ideal world, right? But like I said, unfortunately, that's not the case. Sometimes you need a gasoline-powered vacuum lifter, hydraulic, or AC. And uh, yeah, it, depending on your application, certain vacuum lifters are just are just better. So let's talk a little bit about the right um, vacuum lifter that you're going to use for a concrete product. If you are installing dry cast and wet cast, can you just purchase the product that's going to pick up the dry cast and assume that that's also going to pick up a wet cast product, given that the airflow is compensating for the more porous material being the dry cast? Yeah, absolutely. So 
a vacuum lifter that draws a high amount of airflow to lift porous material will work on all your non-porous products. So your your wax concrete. So that's that's an assumption you can make. Absolutely. The like I said, the only downfall to these high airflow vacuum lifters is that you'd have to manage your 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 extension cord. And uh, there's different variables you have to take into consideration as well. Like Jacob mentioned earlier, texture is a big one. The seal, rubber foam seal, can conform to the surface is is obviously for that variable if it's not going to be able to conform to larger class or even cracks in the material so for example uh limestone uh, limestone is very shaly in nature uh if you take the archback mini which is a battery powered vacuum lifter and you put it on a shale or a cleft in the material it's not going to get vacuumed it, just because it's going to be drawing air through that or the the seal itself like I, I mentioned can't conform to the surface itself you're or the the texture you're you're just not going to be able to get that seal and you're not going to be able to get therefore not going to be able to get vacuum absolutely and let, let's get into choosing the right product for somebody, given what they're going to be installing. So going back to that, that concrete scenario, say you're going to be, uh, in, you just want to be more efficient in installing uh, your pavers. So just dry cast. What product would you recommend somebody that wants to get into more efficient dry cast installation? Yeah, so depending on what you're doing, concrete pavers come in a, a vast array of different dimensions and and thicknesses, depending on uh, what you generally install, uh, you know, a certain vacuum lifter might be better for you. The back vac, which we carry, which is assembled here uh, in Burlington, it can be used in a one-man or two-man setup. So if you're doing smaller pavers, you can use it in a one-man application. If you're doing larger pavers, uh, you know, your two-by-twos and, and bigger, you can use it in a two-man. So in that sense, it's very versatile. Uh, it can lift up to 240 pounds and can lift all non-porous products that we've we've tested here uh, up into this point. So it, it it's been able to achieve vacuum on on everything we've been able to put in front of it. So that that'd be a good place to start. It gives you that versatility, especially if you know you're not you're not using uh, you don't have uh, machines on site uh, as as at the moment you cannot use it in conjunction with machine. So yeah, it's a great option for a one and two man application. And, and for your listeners, being our industry is so visual uh instagram is is a great platform for your, for you to see these products in use so i always uh you know give our link to potential customers uh, of our instagrams to, to scroll through to see uh what vacuum lifter they see on there uh that best fit their application so yeah if you have instagram that's a great place to start you can see all the vacuum lifters in action and, and what they're being used for but uh, for smaller to mid-sized pavers uh the back vac is is a good start if you're getting into larger two by two pavers and up there's a few different vacuum lifters that we carry that you can uh, that you can go with the manalay and the turbo m are, are very popular options. They both do uh, very similar things. So the Mandalay, for example, is a it has a max lifting capacity of 200 pounds. It has a, a crane eye, so you can use it from machine if, if you have one on site. And the Turbo M as well. The Turbo M is a little more expensive. It can handle the 440 pounds, so it can handle up to a small a small step small four foot concrete step so this is this is the the, the difference between the two so you can use it uh, not only uh, as a two-man application 
but from uh, the crane eye as well, from machine, can handle a little more weight, which gives you a little more versatility in when uh, when you're on the job site. That, that's the main difference between the two. Turbo M lifts a little more, and uh, both give you uh, versatility in the sense that you can use them both in a manned application and from machine. If you're getting into larger pavers, larger format pavers, and the you know the Mega Melville or the small four foot steps, then you'd have to move to something with more than 440 pounds of lifting capacity. This is where our uh, our Turbo H plays a nice little part in our in our vacuum lifting lineup. Just because these concrete manufacturers are they they're coming out with seems to be larger pavers uh, year after year. Yeah, they're uh, pretty much sidewalk slabs at this point, 90 mils thick for driveway uh, use. So. Some of these pavers are getting over 440 pounds. So they're, they're becoming popular for driveways. And how do you install these, these larger three by three, four by four foot pavers without a vacuum lifter? If you'd be doing that uh, without a vacuum lifter, you'd be, you'd be killing, you'd be killing yourself. You'd be killing your team and it's, uh, it'd be next to impossible, let alone miserable. So. This uh, the Turbo H. It, uh, it can handle up to 1,300 pounds. It's meant to be used from machine, so can't be used in a uh, uh, two-man fashion like the Turbo M or the the Manolay. And just to to regress a little bit, the the Manolay and the Turbo M are uh, are 30 pounds dead weight. So. They don't weigh all that much, whereas the Turbo H closer to uh, cl- closer to 60, 65 pounds in dead weight. So even if you did want to use it in a two-man application, it's uh, it's just not conducive for that. Uh, so strictly for machine, lifts up to 1,330 pounds, so can handle driveway slabs or the the larger format pavers that are coming uh, coming online, no problem. So these are all AC powered vacuum lifters. Need to be plugged into a, a 110 outlet or uh, a generator, and yeah, it can draw a vast amount of airflow for your for your porous products. Given that you have the proper uh, capacity to be able to pick up a certain product, can these also be applied to natural stone products uh considering that they do have that that uh airflow ability yes yeah so absolutely so electric powered units draw a lot of airflow but they don't necessarily get to a very high level of vacuum so how that comes into play is that when you're rating these suction plates for capacity you take the vacuum level into consideration so the higher level of vacuum you get to the more you can lift with the same size suction plate. With these units being a low level of vacuum, you tend to have to buy a couple different size plates to lift different materials. With concrete pavers, you could generally get away with one suction plate because pavers are, you know, mostly all the same size, they're rectangular, but when you get into natural stone, you get to into different uh, shapes and and sizes and weights then you'll probably need more than one suction plate where if you're with a battery powered unit you could uh, draw a lot of capacity from a smaller dimension pad, making it easier to grab onto most stones that you have on your job site. Sorry. Yeah, and just to add on to what Jacob's saying, just just to give you an example, a battery-powered vacuum lifters for the most part are what we consider low airflow, like we talked about, but high vacuum. Whereas high airflow vacuum lifters are uh, high airflow, but low vacuum. And to get lifting capacity, you take those into consideration. But it also, what also comes into play is the surface area of the vacuum plate you're using. The more surface area you have on a vacuum plate, the higher lifting capacity you're going to have. For example, a, a 2 by 10 inch plate uh, for a battery-powered vacuum lifter like the Archback Mini, 
has 660 pounds of lifting capacity. That same plate for a high airflow vacuum lifter would have 264 pounds, roughly, lifting capacity, just because of the difference in in level of vacuum. So I, I don't want it's a little more complex than that. Trying to break it down, you know, to make it a, a little more simple for for your listeners, uh, so we don't get uh, you know we don't overwhelm them with information. But these are things that you have to know when buying a vacuum lifter. Level of uh, vacuum and airflow are are very important when uh, when considering a vacuum lifter for for what you're doing. Obviously, there's a lot of different variables at play uh, when you are choosing the right lifter for the situation for the product. Uh, a lot of different variables. Just to go through them to simplify it, uh, it was basically the type of product, so porous or non-porous. Uh, the I guess texture also plays a role, considering you know uh, if there's a, a massive difference in texture. I guess you're good at getting into natural stone at that point. Um, you're getting into also weight. And then when it comes to the unit, you're getting into the size of the suction plates. Uh, as well as airflow. Uh, anything else you'd want to touch on there? Air, you, you basically got it all. So airflow and then also, uh, like we mentioned at the end there, level of vacuum. But uh, just just so your your listeners know, a majority of the vacuum that we carry, the vacuum plates are, are interchangeable for those vacuum lifters. So you're not fixed to one vacuum plate. So for example, you know, every, every hardscaper is a little bit different in what they install. So if you're installing two by two pavers, a three by two foot vacuum plate's not going to work for you because you need that vacuum plate to sit on the material that you're lifting to work. If it, if it's too big for the material, then you're just not going to get vacuum. And if it's too small, then you don't have enough capacity. That's exactly it. So the vacuum lifters we carry for the most part have interchangeable plates. So like I said, depending on what you're installing, you know, you may have to, to go with, uh, you know, one vacuum plate, say like one, 12 by 12 inch vacuum plate that's good for 120 pounds lifting capacity for an ec powered vacuum lifter like the turbo m might work for you but may not work for another hardscaper landscaper that that needs uh, also a larger plate as well as the smaller plate so yeah depending on what you're doing you need may you may need one two three different size vacuum plates just to make those make these vacuum lifters uh work for you uh, be a little more versatile absolutely so getting into the more uh non-porous material uh, when you're get, when you're you know deciding which unit works for you, because obviously these units will not be able to lift uh, more porous material. But are there specific uh, pieces of equipment that you to that you offer at Mquip uh, in terms of non-porous material? And I, obviously one comes right to mind uh, to me being the Gravo, this amazing one handheld unit. Yeah, and and the the Gravo is a is a great battery powered vacuum lifter that's going to work on all non-porous products uh so obviously for pavers we get a lot of landscapers that you know that come to us and you know it's the miracle machine you know it's going to work on it's going to work on all of our pavers all of our natural stone and and like we just had discussed uh unfortunately it's not the case yeah the, the grab is great for cast natural stone like i said non-porous products it will work on some dry cast concretes depending on how compact or how dense they are. For example, you know, we can go from a batch of uh, a dry dry cast concrete for from one skid and, you know, the gravel will work on three quarters of that product, but the next skid may not work on any of the, the product. This is just because 
coming from these concrete manufacturers, how densely compacted, you know, depending on the, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of variables that, you know, they take into consider, uh, consideration when, compa- uh, whether it's the aggregates used, you know, how much water is used, what have you. Sometimes some batches are more densely compacted than others. We just like to play it safe and uh, we generally just tell our customers that it that it's not going to work on dry cast pavers. If it ends up working on uh, a couple of different products they use, great. That's that's a bonus. They're happy about it. But yeah, we, we don't like to overpromise anything. But yeah, like Justin was saying, there's so much variance uh, between uh, how, how the pavers are manufactured. So it's just so hard for us to tell our customers or our future customers or uh, whether it's going to work or not. So we just like to stay, stay away from it. Uh, we like to, you know, point them towards the, the turbo boom or the backpack and that way we could guarantee that it's going to work on the products that they want to install. Yeah. And and for the price point, the Grabo is obviously one of our one of our cheaper vacuum lifters that we sell. It's a quality product. Of maybe it's more cost effective, I should say, uh, at $330. So like Jacob said, you know, it's going to work on all your non-porous products. But hey, if, if it works on some of your porous products, you know, it's it's an additional bonus. And for the cost, landscapers are, are willing to, you know, to, to move forward with it. Any other type of vacuum lifting system that we didn't cover? that MQIP offers for uh, more non-porous materials? Yeah, so the Archback Mini, in which we started the, you know, basically started the company uh, with. The only product we sold for, I believe, was a year is is our most popular vacuum lifter for natural stone applications. So for your jumbo flag or for your natural stone steps, it's it's your go-to. It has a 2,200-pound uh, max lifting capacity. You know, it, it, it gives you a lot of lifting capacity for the actual size of the vacuum lifter itself uh the vacuum lifter itself with uh with a vacuum plate uh depending on which vacuum plate you go with obviously the the bigger the vacuum plate you go uh the heavier it's going to be but the the head of the archback mini itself is 35 pounds it's it's great because at the end of the day you can place it into the the bed of your truck or into the back of your truck you can take it back to your shop to charge it you know storing it for the winter isn't a a big deal and uh, like i said for what it can handle weight wise uh, it makes a lot of sense uh, like i said uh, we started in the Muskogee uh, or in some granite on a daily basis. You know, up to, some of them up to thirty to forty thousand square feet a year. Our our landscapers are uh, are coming back to us saying they're fifty percent faster with the Archback Mini. When you take that, uh, you can you can see the you know obviously fifty percent faster is, is significant. You know, you can add one, two, three jobs into uh, into your into your season. Uh, you know, you're uh, like we discussed earlier, you're you're, you're saving uh, your your workers or yourself or your team, increasing their quality of life. So that's that's how we start. You know, the Archback Mini is how we got into this, and you know, we learned you know the benefits of, of vacuum lifting equipment. So the Archback Mini, great option. Uh, it's our it's our mainstay in our lineup. Uh, we also carry the Moose. Uh, so this is something we we manufacture and assemble in, in Burlington. It handles up to 4,400 pounds. It's uh, so if you're getting into your your larger oversized natural stone material or wet cast concrete, uh, this would be the way to go. It has a thicker a rubber foam seal that we use with it, <clears throat> so it can handle. Uh, more textured surfaces. So we've had customers that even use it on armor stone applications and retaining walls. So it can, it can handle some of that material. That being said, always, I always recommend that, you know, if, if you plan on using it for, for retaining walls or, uh, or armor stone, contact us, let us know what armor stone you're handling. And that way I can give you a better of answer if it's going to work or not, because if the surfaces like we discussed are too undulated, it's not going to work. So the moose, 
up to 4,400 pounds lifting capacity, larger natural stone. It's a bit bigger in size, you know, 120 pounds dead weight. Yes, and obviously covered a lot in this episode. If you want to learn more about MQIP, we're going to have a, a, a post on our website. If you go to hardscape.com, type in the search bar vacuum lifting. It's going to have all the information we covered in this episode. And you can see the different videos we've pulled from the MQIP Instagram to go over, you know, the different products that they offer. But also, go give them a follow at mquip on instagram to learn everything that they've got going on over there more products and everything and go to mquip.com more about all the products that they offer and if you're interested in a vacuum lifting unit you should message them you should get in contact with them let them know what what kind of products you're going to be lifting what applications you want to use for i'm sure they will be more than happy to let you know what options you have available to them and justin and jacob thank you so much for joining on this episode yeah no we really appreciate it mike you know what you're doing for the industry is great you know uh just just getting this information out there to to landscapers and hardscapers that want to learn and you know better their business i think it, it, i think it's great um i, I mean uh, just from the podcast i've listened to i've learned a lot and uh, if you're if your customer or if your listeners sorry have any questions feel free to contact us at any time we we sell rent and service our equipment so if there's something you want to try renting is a good option and all the products we carry we service we do that in house uh so it's not like you're you're uh you're sending uh you're waiting for parts from overseas uh it's something we all handle here but no we we really appreciate it mike and uh thanks for having us on yeah thanks mike thank you for listening to today's podcast episode visit us at howtohardscape.com for more information type in the search bar vacuum lifting equipment and the post for this episode will show right up there let us know what you want to learn about in future episodes leave a comment leave a rating uh subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app we really appreciate you guys joining us in this episode just Really appreciate it as we come to a close for 2019 and seeing how much of you are engaging with us. It really means a lot and it really helps us get this podcast going and, you know, get the get the wheels turning on this to get more more guests on the show and for us to all learn more and to better this industry together. So once again, really, really appreciate it and all of you joining us here. We look forward to meeting with you next week on the How to Hardscape podcast.